Are you ready for Chicago Bears football? You are listening to the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Stop it. Hosted by Bull Bearded Beauties, Gal and Danny Boy. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Dumb. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Coming off a Turkey Day win. Woohoo! We have so much to talk about when it comes to the X's and O's, right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's start with the point <laughs> flip, right? Uh, we, we, we seem to mess that one up as well, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's so funny that we, you know, here we are on the show, and I just, we're definitely not going to be talking anything about the game, right? I mean, does anybody want to hear anything about the game? Yeah, I'll be at that point where anybody cares about the actual thing on the field. In yeah, I mean, to me, after Baltimore, everything changed, right? I mean, even though I mean the Bears right now are a game out of the playoffs, but they also have the third worst record in the NFC. Um, Yikes! So it's just like you know we're 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 in it's your favorite word, Danny. We're in this kind of purgatory phase um yeah. that that baltimore game was awful that was, i was i think that was the worst game of the Nagy era and then this detroit game i mean matt Nagy must have felt pretty good uh and ryan pace must have felt pretty good as well because that's that team is really not talented and they are really badly coached even though they play hard but man man they're bad <laughs> they are really really bad the lions and that's hard. Um, that's hard to be more poorly managed than this team. But yeah, we're like, we're not the Lions. I mean, that was the takeaway. We're not the Lions. I think the only thing I'll say about that game was, you know, in the fourth quarter, we're, we're on that go-ahead drive and Detroit calls two consecutive defensive timeouts <laughs> to take a third and seven down to a third and two and we convert uh, barely. And then we win the game. Um so yeah, I no one should feel good. You know, this is a, a, a it's like a like who cares win. Uh, exactly. It's kind of it feels like deja vu, like at the end of the season last year when we were really hanging points on the Jags and the Texans, and you know it it didn't feel. You know, I think at the time we were worried about draft position last year. We're not worried about that as much, but these are kind of meaningless wins. Um. And yeah, there's, I don't think there's any point. I think we're we're in full on big picture mode. Ooh, that's uh, that's that's Danny's next of uh, ne- next generation, Danny. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Danny's legacy. They, well, uh, she she wants to talk about bears too. So, you know, there you go. Just tell she her not to so much this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're in full big picture mode, right? And yeah. um, I feel we. We've done this show for four years now, and I feel generally November is the time we, other than 2018, November is kind of that time. December is when that, when we get to this phase, right? And here we are. Uh, Yeah, it's, no, what's really brutal about it is that we only after, you know, when the new regime comes in, you're trying to be excited about the future and see where it's going to go. And you get these pieces, we get Khalil Mack and, you know, wow. Keen Hicks, what a find, right? A Pro Bowl guy. And in the end, we have one winning season. One winning season under the pace Nagy regime. And, I mean, this will be their last year. Last year should have been their last year, as everyone, 99% of Chicago thought. 
And the thing is, we got to start all over again. Uh, you know, and it's just like, we were in a bad place last year. But the thing is, to be in another very bad place, at least if we hit, hit rock bottom or we just clean house, we're like, okay, so it's only uphill from here, right? Because at least there's some fresh things. But we haven't even hit rock bottom yet. That's the sad thing. That's how it felt last November, too, where we were still on our way kind of down. The only yeah, difference so, is that we have Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, and and we're going we're gonna to talk about the, the McCaskies more explicitly probably at the end of the season, but we're, there's going to be a lot of McCaskey talk while we talk about a lot of topics here. I mean, to me, yeah. this is something I was thinking about the other day. If we If we go back to 2019, at the end of 2019, in January, they make the decision not to pick up Mitch's option. I think to myself, that is when you should have fired everybody because the story is over. If Mitch didn't work out, you are you have to reset now anyway because you don't have a quarterback. That's right. And because it's like, who who develops in year four? It's, it's, it's um, I mean, I think we, we had this conversation. You have to go all the way back to Dan Fouts, 1973, I think it was. And that required... Bill Walsh as his quarterbacks coach, Don Coriel, another Hall of Famer, as his coach, in addition to five other Hall of Fame players joining the team. So it's pretty rare. Like, if, if anyone thought that Mitch was going to turn a corner or Nagy was going to turn a corner in 2020, they were, they were kidding themselves. So they blew that chance. And then, as you said, this is just so. Go ahead. In fact, can you say that again, Danny? No, this is what I want to hit on. Just like right now. Damn, losing it. Four processes. You hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's good. How, how about, about now? How about now? Check, check, check. Yeah, yeah. We're back so maybe I'll get to cut that out, but ultimately what's upsetting, what you're describing is the poor processes. I mean, really, the fact that yeah, you don't pick up the option, what did you expect was going to happen? So if Mitch completely balls out, you really feel good about giving him a contract after he didn't. I mean, yeah, what did you expect to happen? You were expecting miracles. You were just expecting things to just suddenly work when they hadn't. Poor processes. And then it really shows at the top that you just don't have any processes. You just kind of go through the motions because you can, because you know, in the end of the day, the fan base will keep coming back year in, year out because we are a storied franchise. Football weather, you know, historic defenses. And I, I know Hogan Johns, I think Hogue made this point. Actually, I think he was on the NBC podcast but i only caught a few minutes of it but it was just like yeah everybody's talking kind of the same talking points it was just like we're tired of all these awesome talking points oh the bears franchise 100 years we came out of that oh the 100 years off season where everything felt great we were super bowl bound and then what did we do against the packers week one it just looked like trash like dumpster trash it's just like we've been really sold this crap for too long and they keep selling it and we keep eating yeah, and, and just because I don't think we talk about 2019 enough. I think um, that season, because it's to me, that was when every alarm bell in your body should have gone off. Like, I just think about Mitch, and this is not a negative remark on Mitch, but the organization, when they didn't pick up the option, they're basically saying, we don't think this guy is it. Now, just because you don't think he's it doesn't mean that there's not another team in the league that thinks he's not it, right? Because at that point, Mitch actually had some value, similar to Sam Darnold, right? It's the same age range. It's the same kind of experience range that the, both of them had. The Jets didn't think Darnold was the guy, but Carolina was willing to give them a second-round pick 
and a, I think a fourth as well for Darnold, and you saw how that worked out. So if you've sure. made the decision that he's not your guy, well, then you have to fire the guy that hired that that picked him, and then you have to fire the the coach that was supposed to get there, and you start anew. Because if you don't have a guy, move on, right? And they what they did was like the worst possible thing. They said, no, we want him to have an opportunity to start again, even though historically quarterbacks don't develop in year four. Um, let's spend even more money on Nick Foles. Let's give up even more draft capital uh, to get in Nick Foles, a guy who has been mostly awful in his career with a unbelievable hot streak, um, but always required an offensive line. Every time he's had a hot streak, he's had one of the best offensive lines in football. You didn't build your offensive line. You, instead, you give that money to Robert Quinn. So, like, every level of it, right, of that offseason, it just shows you that whether that's the, the instructions coming from management to Pace is a problem or whether Pace himself is a problem, you know, or – The fact knows. that you see that Pace doesn't have certain, again, processes in place. You're, he's kind of scrambling – seemingly just kind of making it up as, as you go along, like a quarterback lost in the pocket whose feet are all off, you know, there's no sort of like good footwork anymore. Yeah. And I think, and I think some of this is, you know, the, the fans really do kind of um, help enable the franchise a little bit. So there's a tweet this guy sent to me today and I, I retweeted it this morning. So he said, he's a very hard pro pace guy. He said, don't forget about the hits on D. And then he lists Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Bryce Callahan, Adrian Amos, Goldman, DeAndre Houston Carson. Okay. Uh, Roquan Smith. My reply, my reply is very simple. Listen, on that huge list that you just prattled off, buddy, we have one pro bowler on that list. That's Eddie Jackson. We have, at the same time, we have spent the most money on defense in the history of the NFL. During, from 2017 onwards. Oh my gosh, that's a stat one, people don't know about. We have one top five defensive finish. And that was 2018. So if these players are so great, why is this? Why do we only have one top five finish? I'm not saying those players are bad, but they're not great. You know, ultimately and, there's always excuses too. You know, it's like it, sure. they, were, they weren't decimated by injuries either. There was just always. In the end, I mean, yeah, they're, they're good. Listen, they're good defense. Yeah. They're very good defense, but, you know, it's like. Yeah. They, were, one, the they were defense one in 2018. They were defense nine in 2019. They were defense 16 in 2020. And right now they're tracking as defense 22. So, I mean, you see where this is going, right? And it's not, and it's not great. You had one year of excellence you had another year of pretty good you had another year of league average and then you had another year then you had a year of bad right and that's what spending the most money in nfl history got you but let's let's bring this back i want to go back to the naggy conversation from thanksgiving week so the report comes out on monday there's a board of directors meeting on the same day so danny do you believe the report or do you think the do you think the team changed course because the report came out? Yeah. There's obviously some truth to that report. There was such a definitive vibe to it. 
then there was some scrambling again look at this it's just so typical it reeks of bears messy processing <laughs> and then you know scrambling when you have a poor process having to adjust accordingly and then just having it just look so silly and just being the butt of jokes for the league that whole week that, Did that report, answer your question? yeah the, the report comes out on monday the bears don't address it until wednesday Wednesday, you know? yeah, they let it sit. They let it live days and, at a time, yeah. And then George McCaskey has to come down into the locker room to 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 say that it's not real. And you're just like, what? You're like, wow, okay, you know, because what 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 I hear, what I feel when I, I hear that, that is probably a leak. That's maybe an idea that was kicked around in their board meeting. And maybe the decision to fire him was, was was there, but then once things leaked, and we don't know exactly who said what, because we what we do know is that the McCaskies themselves are not aligned with each other, and they're certainly not Clearly. aligned with Aeon Group, who's the other ownership stake, okay. so, right? And by the way, ultimately, in the end, the worst case scenario happens, Detroit wins, and even if Detroit end up, no, Detroit loses, but even if Detroit end up winning, they wouldn't be able to fire him now because then they would look stupid. And when new coaches are coming to, you know, interview, yeah. it would look. Yeah. I definitely think there's some truth there. I think maybe some of the details are not, uh, you know, completely accurate because, you know, firing him after, you know, asking, you know, saying that he's going to get fired on Monday, but then asking him to coach one more game, that seems a bit weird, but yeah. you know, that's not a football reporter. He's just a connected local guy. Right. Um, he gets a call probably from one of the board members. So either one of the McCaskies, Paul Ryan or Robert McKenna. And he, and he goes with it, you know? Um, but I, I don't think it's all, um, I don't think, I don't think there's no smoke. Right. Or I don't think that, I don't think, I think they've had that discussion. already, oh, yeah. I, And I think he's dead man walking. And I think like we keep coming back to, there is a, you need to get rid of him by week 14, essentially, right? Or week 15, I suppose, right? Formally, he needs to be gone so you can start interviewing coaches. I don't think... What do you think of this phenomenon? And, you know, this includes our friend Greg Baggs, of fans just, I guess, blaming Maggie for everything? I think it's a kind of a strange. Yeah. Let's just table that until next week, right? Because I think that's a big topic, and and I think it's it's something that it's I tricky thing to be This is the. I mean, listen. People are irrational when it comes to when they're being a, when they're upset. You, you know, you you blame. You, you got to blame somebody, right? You blame the community. You you blame the most. You know, the the faces closest to the ball. You know, then you blame the coaches, and then right. We, then we got to blame the management, and then only then are we blaming. You know, the chairman. And uh, that's the last. But in the end, it's a franchise You need yeah. your chairman and your CEO, your your president of. You need them to have the right people with the right kind of systems, process, trading, and paying everybody. You know these ridiculous back half. You know, back weighted. Uh, um, you know contracts that screw right now. Um, yeah, and then you have good coaches that have processes and that actually really know the game. They don't uh, just try to copy. Uh, and 
offenses. It's like it's really important details that make it not work. And then picking, you know, the wrong, not only the wrong quarterback, but not even interviewing one of the right quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson. So yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm just like bringing it all back to like this bigger picture, but in the end, it's just like, they can't even fire somebody properly because there are no processes or reliable processes in place from the very top. And when you just see them go down all through the organization, including the social media people, Livius as well, literally posting pictures like, what member of the Chicago offense is making the Pro Bowl? You're like, wow, <laughs> this is a failing, <laughs> failing franchise. I, 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 mean, I, I let, let's, let's pause there for a second, right? Because So what Danny is referring to is that the Chicago Bears – so not 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 some fan side nothing right it, the the Chicago Bears themselves tweeted hey vote for Pro Bowl and they listed all of the offensive players including Sam Mustafar, um you know amongst others Jimmy yeah. Graham yeah if <laughs> anything yeah, Jimmy there. Graham like if anything just put Mooney <laughs> right focus on what's positive like for example. You know, the reporter uh, Lauren Screedman, she does yes. those little like YouTube shows, right? So she interviewed Maggie days before the turkey game, right? And man, that's that's a time for Matt Maggie. You just, you do not want to be interviewed. You want to just like literally bury your head in the sand, right? Yeah. But what she decided to focus on, because if he would have just bailed on the interview, it would have been a bad look. So Maggie goes to the interview. And in the end, what do they focus on? They focus on like, okay, the, you know, the turkey day tradition, playing football on Thursdays, the special element of it. That's as well as you could have handled it, as awkward as hell as it was, because Nagy literally looked like he wanted to die still. But at least you're just focusing on, yeah, turkey day, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, but that social media person, it's like, really? You know, yeah, Jimmy Graham for Pro Bowl? <laughs> He's played five snaps. And Sam Mustafa, you're like, on what planet, guys? Like, you're right. I mean, it's not complicated, right? Push Darnell Mooney. If you wanna, if you wanna add, you know, Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, uh, David Montgomery, Cleo Herbert, fine. Like, yeah, sure. even though that's a stretch, Jason. No, okay, Beers, David Montgomery. Yeah, fine. That's a, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, he hasn't played that much, right? So that's that's the kind of issue with, with Montgomery. But like, you know when you put something like that out there, it just kind of, it's, it's, it's a bit of laziness. Maybe it's a bit of cluelessness or aloofness. I don't know what it is, but it's not professional, whatever it is. The other kind of bears thing, and this is why I wanted to pause here just to kind of say like how, how ridiculous the bears can be yesterday. I, we, you know, Danny and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about for the rest of the year. Cause we're not going to be talking too much about the game specifically. So I went to the bears website. And I went to their front, the section where it says front office. And I did this for a few other teams just to make sure that I wasn't crazy. You know what it says for the Bears front office? The football front office, the, na- the three names that it gives, okay? At the top, it's George McCaskey, then it's Ted Phillips, then it's Ryan Pace. In order. That's the order that they give it. Now, they keep telling you that they have nothing to do, George and Ted, nothing to do with football, nothing to do with football, nothing to do with football. But then on their own website, they list themselves as the football front office. And it's just like, guys, can you just coordinate a basic message yeah, correctly exactly. here? Like, yeah. this is not rocket I science. I, exactly. go to the, I go to the Ravens page, right? Same thing. It's Eric DeCastro, who is the GM. 
Then it's the regional, it's like the five regional college scouting guys. It's the scouting director. It's the pro personnel guy. It's the head trainer. That's what I would expect the front office to look like, right? Not the Bears. (laughs) I know. And you know what? It's funny. In the end, this is a funny thing is that they, there are some defenders, right? There have been defenders, not last year, but like the year before. We're like, actually, no, they, these guys really do care about football. Look at what they did to hire Mitch. This is when people still thought Mitch you know, had a chance to be our, like, you know, savior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there was, like, praise in the direction of Ted Phillips and, and George and stuff like that. And what George and Ted, they, they might think they really do care. You know, like nobody knows they're lazy, right? <laughs> you know, they're like, no, we do care about this franchise. And maybe they really, they wait, look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, no, we do care about this franchise. But it's just like, you haven't even done the research to know if you're doing a good job. You haven't even self-assessed at all. You know, you haven't. Well, that's the thing, thing, right? In, in I the mean... end, you should, you should know that decade in, decade out, you do not have a winning team. Yeah, so I mean, something right. should I mean, tell you something. You're like, maybe, maybe we do think we're doing a great job, but we haven't won for year in year out. Is that just bad luck, or is it just like, no, we just maybe aren't that good at this? So bring in the right people, then. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. So I mean, this they is don't know where they even stand. I think though, there's a lot of fans that that will take their side without even actually knowing it, right? So that 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 tweet that I was just talking about to me is indicative of a cancer in our fan base where the fans will make enough excuses for them, right? Where they'll say, oh, Roquan Smith is not as respected as he should be, or Jalen Johnson doesn't get the love that he should be. You know why they don't? It's because they don't win, and your defense isn't a top half of the league defense. So that's why they don't get the respect, right? There aren't a lot of defensive players on crappy defensive teams, which is what the Bears are right now. They're not – if you're in the 20s, you're not a good defensive team. You're not going to get the respect. You know, that's just the way it is. And and by the way – you know, I mean, that's fair. Akeem Hicks on any other team would have been uh, Pro sure. Bowl and, and with that personality. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing in another crappy team like Chicago, so it's just like young. Yeah. And are we going to blame Nagy for that too? I mean, because from my understanding, Nagy doesn't do anything on defense. Are we going to blame it, that? Listen, on well, it's just so. an irrational thing with fans strictly because they're pissed. He had messed up a lot publicly. You know, he's yeah. one of the major faces of the franchise. So he just becomes a scapegoat. That's why when I see it, I'm not even upset with them. I mean, I think it's annoying the way people just place blame. I hate just blanket statements. So, but I, I get it. I get where it comes from because the things we, you need somebody to blame when things aren't working. And the thing is the person makes enough mistakes. So it's just like, yeah, and it's his fault that, uh, you know, that the grass, you know, the grass in Soldier Field just sucks. It's... It's it's Maggie, it's pace. I mean, you're trying to blame something. <laughs> By the way, this is another example of just the Bears. It's like really, you can't make your field not look like complete shit and like be like fucking dangerous as shit. Oh man, I swear, uh, you can't make it dangerous as f for yeah. um, the players. Really, I mean, come on. Anyway, dude, final, final, final yeah. thoughts. Final thoughts. Let, yeah, let's, I mean, just, let's wrap it up. Uh, yeah, two minutes. I mean, in, two minutes. I mean, final thoughts. We'll get a little bit more into pace next week and the in, in the coming weeks um particularly after the bears are are, are lost but we just kind of wanted to share a moment saying that you know guys we're not going to be going uh, you know we're not going to be that that the last podcast who's still doing game reports you know that's not going to be us 
Um, I think I don't know if anybody's doing game reports anymore. Quite no, frankly, they're not. They're not. And I don't <laughs> want to just be psycho. Wants the a game report podcast. Yeah, nobody wants a game report. Who wants that? But, but the thing is, I don't know. I don't think it benefits us if we just gripe like we did in that one episode at the end of last year, where we're just like everything sucks, the world is ending, and this team's so bad. Which is which was valid, but nobody maybe wants to hear that either. So, listen, I think we're gonna break down just starting from the top. Like, who is this family? Do they really care about the game? Is it about money? Why can't this franchise be a winning franchise? Like, really. We've talked to death about, yes, Nagy does not work. And Pace, he has not worked. His processes have been garbage. He's hit sometimes, but he has missed too many times. But the thing is, why decade in, decade out, are we starting with another new set of GM and coaches? Yeah, well, my... well, the Steelers have their same coach for decades. Why are we having to bring on a new set of people my, again? My, my final, final uh, statement here. You know, so yesterday, you know, Danny and I are doing the research to kind of talk about this more fluently and try to look for solutions. So we did some research yesterday, and you, you start reading these articles from 20 years ago, and it's you realize it's the same problem. It's the same people who are making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And it was really depressing. I was drinking uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday as, as I was reading through some of these articles. But it's the same. We, we've identified what the through line is here now. And we need to figure out in a way that is constructive um, what the solution is. And I know a lot of Bears fans, apparently Jeff Bezos is back at House Hall today. It's not confirmed. He was confirmed there two weeks ago. That was well reported. But that's a fantasy to me. You know, I think the NFL wants Bezos more than Bezos wants the NFL. Right. <laughs> so um, short of that, what can this ownership group do? That's what we want to kind of think about and engage and, 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 and over, the, over the next few weeks, because you're right, Danny, we don't want to have podcasts where we are just bitching basically for, for an hour, right. About how stupid the bears are and blah, blah, blah. Right. We established that. Now let's use our brain power to figure out a way forward and hopefully somebody listens. So tune in, folks, when we do that. And <clears throat> while I'm about to say, it's hard because the thing is we support the team so much, but then we're like, maybe we shouldn't. But still, nonetheless, here we are. And we still like to bear down. Bear down. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation With your T-formation Bear down, Chicago Bears And let them know why you're wearing the crown You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears, bear down The Bears This is my Bears, people